0: Good evening, everybody. Uh guess a happy Monday or feeling better Monday. It's been kind of a somber mood for myself, and I know a lot of basketball fans, but uh, this is Jason Jones with your latest edition of Post 82. Just catching up with you, following what proved to be a very, I guess you say, I know, mean, you say miraculous or improbable, whatever term you want to use, just a remarkable comeback by the Kings tonight, down by as many, I believe, as 27 down by 22 with less than 6 minutes to play. Just so many different ways you can spin how bad they were down and somehow some way not still not sure exactly how it happened, but the Kings rallied through all that to knock off the Minnesota Timberwolves 133-129 in overtime. Just a uh, improbable comeback win. Let me just give you a couple of quick no, stats notes to think about from that game before I dive more into what I really want to talk about. Uh, just so you know, just from ESPN Stats and Info. The Kings trailed by 17 points with 2.49 left in the fourth quarter. Since 1996-97, the first year of play-by-play data, NBA teams en- entered the day Oh and eight thousand three hundred and seventy eight went trailing by seventeen or more points in the final three minutes of the fourth quarter overtime. So the Kings were facing that and they still won. And also this, Buddy Hill scored twenty points on six to six shooting in the fourth quarter tonight. He joined Kobe Bryant, who on December six two thousand two versus Dallas. as was as the only other player in the last twenty seasons with a twenty point one hundred percent shooting fourth quarter in a game where his team overcame a twenty five point deficit to win and it's fitting that buddy healed would pull off such a feat joining the company of Kobe his favorite player you know a day after we lost Kobe and that tragic and um, his daughter and seven others in that uh, tragic helicopter crash and i know how much Kobe means to buddy i mean i joke sometimes and say that Kobe <laughs> buddy thinks he is Kobe but for buddy to pull off what he pulled off in, in in essence, in honor of his favorite player, to me was just it's something. There it was just something that was to behold, and, and it was kind of it was a joy to watch. And I want to read to you, Buddy's stat line. You know, we all know he wears number twenty four. That was Kobe's number. Buddy took twenty four shots in the game. How how almost how poetic is that? He took twenty four shots. Made 14. He was 9 of 14 from three, 5 of 5 of three throws, five rebounds, three assists. You know, so for him to, you know, very, I don't want to say Mamba like or what we want to do, but yeah, it's given, you know, the way the night, like I said, the last day, I've been a wreck. I haven't gone front. I've been a wreck. Y'all know me. I'm LA to the core, same age as Kobe. Graduated high school the same year class in ninety six, so basically, you know, you grow up watching the guy. He's been a part of, basically, been a part of my life most of my life. So yeah, this has been kind of a rough stretch for me as well. And you see, Buddy go out there and perform the way he did, you know, in essence, in honor of Kobe was something. I said it was something to watch and something to behold because they sure looked like they were on their way to another defeat and. Another game where you're ripping them for just coming out flat and the effort they showed. Instead, they've now won two in a row to close out that road trip. So, let me look at you a quote of what Buddy said about his uh, connection to Kobe. Remember, he and De'Aaron were invited to that uh, kind of private Kobe Bryant workout, the, the private camp that, you know, some guys were turned away from at the door. But, you know, so clearly Kobe saw something in those two guys to invite them to the camp. But here's what, uh, I'm going to say what Buddy said. He said it felt great. It was very emotional with everything, everybody knowing what was going on with the tragic loss yesterday. One of the greatest of all time. Growing up in the Bahamas, Kobe was that guy who made you believe. He helped me get out. Him just being that role model for me to help guide my way out and knowing that if I was just if I just work hard and keep on dedicating myself to my craft, I would have a way to get out and a way to take care of my family. Also, with basketball, I just love doing it with the passion it brings to you, and that's what it was all what it what is all about. The way he carried himself on the court, I wanted to walk like him, wear my sleeve like him, even run like him. Everything for, for me was Kobe. He was the best. I used to watch his finals games and scream at the screen. Everything was Kobe for me growing up, and thank God for bringing him to this earth. He helped change a lot of people's lives in ways you, can, you can't describe. When I was finally able to meet him, we talked just for a few moments, but that was something I have never forgotten. This entire situation is so sad, but he lived a great life. End of quote. And can't really say Buddy summed it up pretty well with that, and he said, you know, also could say, you know, given that, you know, Buddy's second game off the bench, Buddy not happy being benched, you know, just the way Buddy bounced back and responded to to come out and play the way he did, you know, rally the Kings from from a big deficit, you know, a historical a historical comeback, says a lot about Buddy's mindset, his you know mentality, his ability to focus and made you know you know challenge you know challenges inter Kobe today and make some things happen so you know I'm normally not mister I'm proud and I say i'm proud or i feel good for you, but you know but it felt good you know to see that because you know I think for all of us basketball is right now can be you know it's been an escape, and it's tough just because you know with some news like this. Woke up this morning, you know, you're thinking, damn, maybe I, you know, maybe what I was thinking, maybe it was a dream, you know, maybe it's not real and you wake up, you know, but you know it's real. You can't escape it. And in this business, you know, working around the NBA, knowing the Kings have a game in L.A. this week, there's no way to get around it. You kind of have to deal with your feelings, deal with the raw emotion that comes with this and... You know, my eyes have been—I <laughs> don't know if I've got any tears in my in my eyes left right now. So, but what the Kings did tonight—I mean, I guess maybe because I wasn't actually in Minnesota tonight, I watched the game from home. But it—it it was an escape. It took my mind off some things and kind of allowed me just to in, to in essence just enjoy watching the game for, for a couple of hours, take my mind away and. Get them, you know, get the most out of what the Kings were able to pull off. So um, I don't know if I should thank them for that. But, yeah, it was a it was a good feeling. And it's just hard to put, you know, to be too wrapped up in basketball, given what's happened, you know, in the nine people that were lost yesterday. So. I guess I should talk a little bit more about, you know, what this win means for the Kings and. All that fun stuff and what else I like from the game. Like the aggressive De'Aaron Fox down the stretch. Forcing the issue. Uh, making a free throw. Coming up with that perfectly timed miss that ricocheted right back to him so he could go in and score and tie the game. At 119 to 4th overtime, he had what, 22 points, 8 assists. Nemanja Bialyza damn near had a triple-double with 20 points. Nine rebounds, eight assists. I mean, there was a lot of good things on the court, but the big thing for me was just, you know, the Kings, in essence, manning up, so to speak, you know, and saying we're not going to go ahead and accept that we're just going to, you know, get blown out again. We're going to go ahead and make a rally, and we're not going to be the slump buster. You know, Minnesota's struggling, you know, on a nine-game losing streak. And generally, the way things have gone for the Kings this year, there's the slump buster. You see the Kings on the schedule. You say, you know what? <laughs> we go ahead and end that streak. Instead, they win and they shook it off. Well, like I said now they got they you know strung together a couple of wins in a row. So we'll see what they do with that. And I expect Wednesday's game is going to be a bit emotional. It'll be the first game back in Sacramento since we got the news about Kobe and. I wrote about that today and just Kobe's relationship with the city of Sacramento and you know there almost definitely will be some type of tribute or something, you know, before the game. And I expect the Sacramento fans to respond with the type of, you know, classy uh tribute that I would come to expect from the fans of Sacramento and just see how you know how this carries over for the Kings going forward uh, when they are hosting uh, Oklahoma City. And then they said they put Oklahoma City on Wednesday, play at the Clippers on Thursday. The Clippers game against the Lakers, those to be played on Tuesday, has been postponed. Obviously, the Lakers don't want to play basketball right now. Can't blame them. Don't think the Clippers want to play right now, either they played uh, yesterday, but... That didn't look like a team that really wanted to play basketball. You know, you look at you know the the emotion of Doc Rivers and Kawhi Leonard in his post game interview on the court. It just, you know, I'm pretty sure both of those teams probably could use a break. So, barring barring any last minute changes, the first game in Staples since Kobe's death will be Thursday when the Kings play the Clippers. So. Can't say that I'm actually looking forward to that trip. You know, my I do love going back home. I do love going back to LA, but this is gonna be a I mean, it's gonna be some um, it's gonna to be tough to get there, see the memorial for me. I'm already you know I'm gonna have to get there early. <laughs> and so when I see everything to kind of get my mind wrapped around everything before I go to work through my head's right. I mean, this will be Luke Walton's first time back. Kobe was his teammate, buddy, bogey. Kobe was their favorite player. They'll be playing in the building that Kobe played in. I have to imagine that the Clippers, who normally cover up the the Laker retired jerseys, might let Kobe's jerseys, their retired, show for the game. So, a lot to look forward to. You know, you know, but you know, like I said, but Buddy, you know, I don't know if you want to call it his Mamba moment. Buddy's had some big moments for the Kings with some late second shooting, but clearly. Monday night was special for Buddy, you know. This is the game where he said, you know, do it you know, do it do it for Kobe and how I how kinda like crazy is it that you know, the Kings Kings fans can thank Kobe for inspiring a win for Sacramento. So Yeah, and now the Kings since the, uh adding the uh, new players after the trade, Trevor Ariza winning Gabriel and Caleb Swanigan, they're now two and one. Since the trade became official, like I said, they, you no know, lost at Detroit, but they won their last two games. So, that's a bit of a, a mini-streak for them, and let's see if they can keep this thing going. Uh, won't be easy, you know. It's uh, The league right now is really, you know, hurting right now. Emotionally drained all over the league. So, let's see what the Kings have when they get back home. So... I I don't have a whole lot after this one. I mean, I guess I should, but quite honestly, I'm you no know, other an L.A. native. As someone who, who has a son with has Bryant as a middle name after Kobe, <laughs> it's this has been you know it's been rough. So, all, being completely transparent, this has not been the best twenty-four. 30, however me out, it's not been it's been tough. But you know we. We persevere. We keep going. That's what the Kings did tonight. That's what Buddy did. And like I said, Buddy and De'Aaron were the two guys who attended uh, Kobe's camp before the season. So it's kind of fitting that they were two of the main characters or the, you know, protagonists, whatever you want to call them, in this comeback win. Like I said, De'Aaron was just brilliant down the stretch, making plays, you know, attacking, using his speed to get into the paint. You know, drawing contact to get to the line, and like I said, that that played the inter, near the end of regulation. You know, Minnesota takes the foul, up three, and to make the first free throw, and then to miss the second one perfectly, then use that speed again to get to the ball before everyone else to make the layup to tie the game. Then they get a stop the first overtime. That's just that was just kind of I mean that was I was just just brilliant and. I could really see something else, something that Kobe would have done. And I guess there's one other thing I wanted to kind of point out from this game. Uh, I know it's the thing to do to bash Luke Walton's coaching. I get it; people aren't happy with him, but I thought he did a good job tonight in not conceding the game when it, you could kind of see that the momentum was quasi shifting towards Sacramento if they could get a couple more makes. And even when they were, you know. You know, that's a down seventeen with less than three to go. You could have pulled guys in, and he didn't. He kept going, and then even in overtime, key moment, early in the overtime. Um, Buddy, Buddy Hilde, uh fumbles the ball out of bounds after a rebound. and doesn't hold on to it, and Buddy turns to the officials, and that's you know, to kind of complain. And I don't know. I know Luke didn't do it for the camera, but the camera caught a. Dead on. Luke, look at Luke in that situation, and his response was, "I'll clean it up for y'all because I'm kind of in that mood." Was hold on to the doggone ball. You know, no, we're not going to give. We're not going to uh, complain to the ref. You know, hold on to the ball. But, you know, if you hold on to the ball, we're not in that situation. So that was a good. That was a good bit of coaching by Luke. A good moment to see that. You know what, we're not gonna no, we're not gonna be a team that looks for the refs to save us. We're gonna make plays to win on our own. So I do wanna highlight that, you know. So I'll be back we'll be back on Tuesday. Uh throwing room break down myself and Kenny Caraway. I'm pretty sure it'll be a whole lot of Kobe talk on there as well. Um, you know, Kenny lived in Southern California for some time too, you know, me born in LA, you know, raised on Laker basketball. No, the same age as Kobe, kind of, you know. So I mean, we'll have a lot to talk about. We'll talk about the Kings, of course, but I don't. I don't think. I mean, I'm sure you all understand that sometimes some of the things that come up are bigger than the Kings. They're bigger than basketball, and this is one of them. And you know, in this case, it appears that moment that you know inspired, you know, you know, inspired Buddy healed in a in a way that. Even probably being benched couldn't, you know, couldn't inspire. It's like it it brought a new level of focus to Buddy. And, you know, I actually have liked the way he's played the last two games off the bench. I think he's been under control. I haven't looked at him and thought, you know, he's trying to do way too much too often. So I know Buddy would rather start. But, hey, right now, I, I really can't kill Luke for the decision. They've won two games with Buddy coming off the bench. So, hey. Maybe Luke is on to something. Maybe Dave Yeager was right when he wanted to bring Buddy off the bench a long time ago. Not even a long time ago, but before last season, that was the plan. So, hey, that's all I got for y'all tonight. Like I said, I wish I could be more energetic, more rah-rah right now. But, hey, I'm not going to front. It's been a rough day plus or so, you know. So, hey, she got kids. Hug them. Tell them you love them because, as we, we saw yesterday, things can change quickly so let your kids know you love them you know don't you know if you got beef with someone squash it you know don't let don't let you know um something petty keep you from someone you love because you never know what tomorrow can bring so y'all be good out there you know You'll find me on Twitter, Mr. Jones, no, that, that's my Instagram, Mr. Jones, LBC, is Instagram. Mr. Underscore Jason Jones is, is Twitter. Uh, y'all keep the good vibes, send any questions or topics you want us to discuss to me. We'll try to get them on either post-82 or, you know, or the main throne room breakdown with myself and Kenny. We'll try to tackle those issues for you. So, let say everybody be good out there. Take it easy, and I will talk to you later. I'm going...